uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my Patreon peeps. Uh, how you doing to my Patreon peeps? I said I'd sing more for my Patreon peeps. Thank you for supporting the show. And I'm with the show. Yeah, 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 yo. Uh, hey, everybody, I want to do a little bit of a friendly competition here. Uh, you know, one huge way to help the show is to spread the word and ask people to actually subscribe in Apple Podcasts or whatever app, uh, Google Podcasts or whatever app they choose to subscribe in, uh, Spotify or whatever. And I wanted to just uh, like make a friendly competition. That's a huge way to support the show is just to let people know and say, hey, check out this podcast, subscribe to it. And right now, uh, Australia... Uh, Iceland, Malta, and New Zealand are where the show is growing most. So thanks to everybody in Australia, New Zealand, Iceland, and Malta. Holy mackerel. And uh, I'd like to see, we'll do this for the rest of the summer. And then uh, as we did when Sweden took the title a couple of years ago, uh, I'll figure out something fun to do. So any other country in the world, you know, you start spreading the word wherever you are. And we'll see it reflected. Uh, and, you know, keep up the good work there, uh, Malta, Iceland, uh, Sweden, and New Zealand. Thank you. Uh, great way to help the show. And let's see how it goes. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Sleeping Me is also made par- uh, possible by the hard work of uh, Carl W., who edits episodes, Chris Posty-Posterson, uh, who edits episodes and does the theme music, Jonathan Mann, who's owner of Lullabies. He's at song.jonathanman.net if you want to commission a song from him. Eric and the team at Astound on our website. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are on our, on our, on our artwork. Um, everybody at Night Vale Presents, uh, all the team there, and all the amazing shows that you can find over at nightvalepresents.com. I'm at Dearest Scooter on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you consume the podcast. Uh, it just makes it easier. Episodes come automatically to you. And there's automatic kindness uh, and, and respect and dignity uh, at the listener Facebook group. And I want to thank the moderators over there, Julie and Jennifer, uh, Stacy and Sarah, and Lauren and Keith. And that's it. Let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble with getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me the podcast that puts you to sleep we do it's a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake uh, whether it's thoughts uh, feelings uh, physical sensations uh, you know like uh, stuff that's coming up it's bubbling up or it's it's jumping up uh, Whatever's keeping you from falling asleep, it could, you know, it could be travel, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. I'm going to, this safe place is here for you to relax in, to settle down in, to bring to your bed, or to maybe like create like a canopy around your bed where I say, hey, I'm going to try to calm down whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to be here to keep you company. Because I know it's not easy when you can't fall asleep, and I'd like to help. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across a deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, rusty, well, well, pointless meanders, rusty, rusty tangents, 
uh, rust and color, rust colored tangents, actually. Uh, extra words, like uh, stuff like that, whatever I just, was whatever that's called, word. I think I've called it word mix-up before. I guess it's like kind of like a word spurts. Like they used to call something wind sprints. I have word spurts. Or it could be a word spray, right? Another part of my brain offered, offered or proffered. Uh, but whatever it is, if you're new, here's the, here's the thing. This podcast is a little bit different, so give it a few tries. Uh, if you try to make sense of it, it might, like, this is one where you kind of just passively observe it. It's a little bit like people watching. And it, really, that is like what this podcast is alike. Or maybe people observing. Observing people? I don't know. But I'll, I'll try to explain it. But if you're new, just kind of kick back and listen. Here's the structure of the show. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free. You can find all the sponsors at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab. Uh, and thanks, everybody, that does that. Uh, and uh, so that's the beginning of the show. Then there's an intro, which we're about two or three minutes into. The intros are around 12 minutes of me attempting to explain the show and develop some rapport with you. Whether you're Actually, whether you're new or a regular listener, uh, I want to make sure I maintain your trust uh, because uh, – I think it's part of a necessary part. And, and if you're new, you're like, you're skeptic, maybe you're skeptical. You say, what in the heck is this thing? What is he, What are you trying to pull? What, what, why are you doing this? Uh, and I already forgot what I was going to talk about. So I'll, maybe I'll talk about that stuff. What was I talking about? Like a uh, oh, word, word dribble or something. So the intro is kind of a show within a show. Uh, some people use it while they're getting ready for bed. And some people use it, uh, like, uh, you know, while they're doing their bedtime ritual. Some people listen to it in traffic or during the day for a little break. Uh, some people fall asleep during it and some people skip it. Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's usually around 12 minutes of me attempting and not successfully explaining what the podcast is. And so that, that's one thing. Um, we think what else here? Uh, I already forgot. Oh, the structure of the show. That's what I was talking about. So, th- and then tonight we'll be doing our uh, ongoing episodically modular series with a serial element, uh, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles, which you can listen to the episodes in any order, uh, ideally because you'll be falling asleep. But it features the adventures of a freestyle soda machine. Um. You know, that's that's kind of gripping it. You'd say, like, if you've been to a, sh- a sh- like a place where there's freestyle soda, it's like a soda machine where you can mix your own soda flavors. You'd say, I wonder what kind of adventures this soda machine would have. Uh, and you say, well, making, distributing ice, making soda, observing the people getting soda, uh, getting cleaned, uh, those kind, of, those are the kind of adventures. Uh, so, so that'll be the the story tonight. It'll be slightly more interesting than that. It, and then there'll be uh, some thank yous at the end. There's some business in between the intro and the story. Uh, so that's a structure show. You don't really need to listen. As I said, you can kind of listen in an observational, uh, detached mode, if that's what works for you. Or you can really listen close because I make this show. Not just to put you to sleep, but to be here while you fall asleep and to be here if you can't sleep. So I'm here all the way to the end. 
And I think that's part of what works about the show. You can listen, but you don't have to. And then maybe that's what helps for those of you that are overthinking. Like that's what I, one of the many th- hobbies I have, uh, it, it, you know, it, it say, oh, okay, I can fall asleep because the podcast is still going to be going on. I don't, I don't quite understand how that works, but I'm pretty sure that's part of what works about this show. You see, oh, he's Scooch is working to put me to sleep and, and help me fall asleep so I can fall asleep. But if I can't, I'll be here till the end. I guess that's what it is because I know there's some of you that can't fall asleep. And, and I, I feel for you, really, truly, I do. And for those of you that are drifting off, I, I feel for you too. I want you comforted and, and nestled in bed too. Uh, so you don't need to listen. And there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be your companion here. You're, uh, you're walking at your side across the deep, dark night. Uh, and yeah, I guess like if you're new, like, uh, how do I use this show? Like I was talking about people watching. I mean, there's a couple of kinds of people watching. There's people watching with, you know, where you're commenting on people. So that one, I guess we'll, we'll, we could come back to, like, because uh, usually you try to, I, I mean, I guess when I'm people watching like that, I guess it's more people watching. But then there's people watching or observing where you're kind of, uh, maybe you're eating or maybe you're just chilling and you're watching the stream of people and, and maybe you have like a slightly out of focus view and it's moving and something maybe will catch your eye. Maybe it's a, a, a chain on a purse over someone's shoulder or the clap of their shoe or the way they walk uh, or the pace at which they move and you watch that for a while. And then you switch back and you're at a more fuzzy distance and you're kind of just, uh, you're watching, but you're not really looking. I think you know what I mean. And then maybe something will catch your eye again. Maybe somebody looks familiar or a couple look really in love or, uh, you know, they're having a discussion that catches your eye or a kid is holding one. of. I haven't seen a kid holding a pinwheel in a while. But I can imagine it, uh, and you're walking, watching the child walking with the pinwheel, and the motion of their walking is uh, causing the pinwheel to move. Uh, so it, you could be watching that, uh, and again, you're you're going in and out of focus. Uh, but normally, there's nothing super engaging, especially maybe you have like uh, maybe you're al fresco, or maybe you're al window. Or my favorite place is Al Balcony. Uh, I guess it is Al Fresco, but like looking from a balcony, people watching. Because then you feel a little bit distance. You know, you're looking down at the street. Uh, I also like to do a lot of waving. And I guess that is another part of the podcast. And this is really the truth. If you want to really get to know me, uh, if I could have a hobby, be somewhere with a really nice temperature even at night, so a summer evening, like 80 degree, where I would, would either have no shirt, I mean, this is a TMI, or, you know, where I, it could be in shirt, shirt, one shirt and shorts, uh, so that kind of temperature, but not hot, uh, but warm, well warm, and I'm there on a balcony in a busy area, either an urban area, or a street that's one step down from bustling, 
like, uh, you know, some sort of main street or main strip. And I'm up there on the balcony. My arms are resting on the balcony. I'm chilled or I'm kicked back. Uh, but usually if you're kicked back in a chair, you need a chair higher up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I have a beautiful sight line. And I'm just watching. And every once in a while someone notices I'm watching and I offer or I proffer a wave. Maybe sometimes I doff an invisible cap to them. And I try to smile. And I find that as an introvert, this makes me feel, this is, this is like a, it really does fill me up and energize me. And I find that people love a smile and a wave. Uh, and especially when you're doing a detached, you know, you're watching everything detached. And you just catch someone and say, hey, uh, great walk in there. Or, hey, I'm just a random person giving you a nice wave and a smile. And that, I guess, would be my perfect evening. Or part, I guess it would be part of it. Also getting going getting soft-serve ice cream at some point. Uh, and, you know, other stuff happening. But that would be a part of it. Uh, and I just find that very relaxing and filling. And they say, well, no, no, I'm just waving. I don't need to talk. And then, you know, I'm an introvert. I just, that's why I'm up here on this balcony. But I think that's what I try to do with this podcast and maybe how a lot of people consume it. You're up there on that balcony in your bed. I'm over there on the other side of the room just talking uh, to help uh, for your pleasure or your neutrality, your distraction, to kind of engage you. Uh, but just at a distance, in, in a way, it just like sand between your fingers. It can run right through it. But, yeah, I'm quick to offer a wave and a smile when you need it and pat you at a distance, you know, and say, hey, it's not easy not being able to sleep. Uh, old Scoots will be here with a goofy story, goofy smile uh, to take your mind off of it. And you can kind of listen to me. I mean, maybe there's a metal level. I never thought about this, uh, but maybe there is a, a universe that exists where someone else is in one balcony across the street, uh, uh, one story above me, and maybe they're at another angle, and they're observing me, you know, doing the, and they, that's relaxing for them. And, like, every time I give, you know, they're just up there kicking it even more chill, like a super chill, but maybe they're, they're probably in a hot tub. And they're sitting there in the hot tub watching scoots, watch and wave at people. And uh, it, it is a, like some sort of strange energy cycle where I guess the people walking, you know, the, the ones that are getting waved at are hopefully getting some energy restored to them. Uh, so some sort of energy exchange. I don't know if you could monetize that or Muskie or anybody else uh, is going to try to do that commercially. But let's not do that uh, uh, let's just and let's leave that third observer. You know they're they're out there on their own, uh, just enjoying it. They don't want to be brought in by me, so I'll leave them out there, chilling, resting in your bed. And if none of that makes any sense, uh, it probably you know makes sense to me. That's why I make this show. But I would say you know while you were watching me chill on that balcony, uh, did it take your mind off of stuff? Uh, did it make you feel? Like you were in a decent, reasonably safe place uh, where you could relax, where you could let your shoulders down, where you could sink deeper in bed. Because uh, that's why I'm here. I've been there. 
And I really, really want to help. Uh, I work very hard on this show. And I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And I really appreciate you coming by. If you never tried the show, give it a few tries. But I appreciate you investing your time. And if you're a regular listener week after week and, you know, more than your time, your energy and your work, uh, thank you so much. Uh, and let's hear a couple of ways we keep the show going. All right, hey, everybody, it's time for another episode of Nuns in Space, our episodic, modular, and a bit serial story. Uh, but you can kind of listen to it in every order because I'm going to fill you in on everything that's happened right now. Of a, the stories of a freestyle soda machine and a man named Scooter. Boy, a, a young man, a very, a so young, such a young man. So mature, yet a young man that's immature. Uh, named Scooter. They're in space. Uh, on board their ship uh, is the nuns from Scooter's childhood. And they're out there in a clouded delusion just off of Earth. Um, and I'll give you the short version. Like uh, Earth, this is in the future, not too far in the future, but a little bit in the future when we've started to have commerce with other planets in outer space. And that was going pretty good until a clouded delusion separated the Earth from space. Uh, which you've seen something similar in a movie yesterday, but, uh, and, uh, it was a tough cloud to get through only a few select, just like in the movie, only a few select people could get through the cloud. Uh, and, uh, it was different, but, but, uh, this cloud is full of delusion where that one was full of sparkly stuff. Uh, but, uh, so the, uh, you, uh, only a few people could, whatever, Th- that's where the adventures, I guess I had a little, I had to get that off my chest, uh, even though I don't think it's, I don't think it's related. Well, uh, space movies have lots of clouds. It's just a thing in space. Uh, uh, but so, yeah, Scooter and Stan, the freestyle soda machine, are on a, a salvage ship in space, inside a cloud of delusion, a little bit lost. Uh, the thing about the cloud of delusion is it's hard to find your way back out. It, they're kind of they were just kind of chilling there until they could come up with a way to get out of there. Uh, right now they have like some sort of pocket of non-delusion. Or I think Scooter drank some of the delusion, so he's less deluded. Believe it or not, uh, he's diluted the delusion. Uh, but Scooter and Stan are on a ship uh, uh, called the uh, Caldrogo or uh, Cali Cali Drogo, Excuse me, right? Uh, and uh, the uh, like, uh, like the original owners of that ship are gone, but they may be returning. Raybon and uh, a crew of uh, salvage, salvage, tears, like uh, privateers, uh, uh, you know, like pirates of the Caribbean, but in space, uh, but for salvage, I think. Uh, so that's like what's going on here. Let's let's see if I could do a TLDR slower version. Wind it down here. Uh, Scooter and Stan are on a ship in space. They're in a cloud of delusion, and they're currently they're waiting to see if Raybon and the the uh, the Raybon's crew are going to return. They had just gone off chasing some cans of spaghettios uh, that Scooter launched off. Uh, and ideally, Scooter and Stan will find their way out of the cloud of delusion. And, uh, oh, they're also trying to, like this season, by the way, uh, Scooter's trying to, well, Scooter's theory, working theory is that if Stan can become an artist, 
of somehow find his inner artist through working through the artist's journey by Julia Cameron. Uh, that Stan, like by developing that part of Stan, like a little bit of developing an outside the box thinker, like an artist, uh, that they'll be able to get out of the cloud of delusion. And this is, uh, I believe, the fourth week uh, that they're working through. We're at the fourth week in the book. Uh, so that's where we're at. And also the, the uh, episodes get introduced by someone from Hollywood uh, who's here now. Oh, my friend. Uh, as the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, as the friends beyond the binary, it's time for nuns in a space. The Stan Chronicles. Whoosh. Thanks, Antonio. How are you doing, by the way? My friend? I'm doing great. Oh, great. Uh, okay, I got to record this, but uh, what do you say you just sit in my kitchen and don't touch anything and drink water for like an hour and a half? Oh, my friend, what an offer. I could not refuse. Uh, thank you. All right, thanks, Antonio. I'll talk to you later. I mean, maybe uh, enjoy my kitchen. Also, don't touch anything. Uh, okay, thank you. Okay, nuns in space. Thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, pen pal, it's me. Uh, let's see, I'm sure going to catch you up on, I think you know everything that's been going on here. Yeah, so we got this, this salvage ship going, and Raybon and these uh, salvage, uh, I'd say salvage, they're stealing salvage. They're not salvaging with permission uh, here in the Collada Delusion. At first we thought this ship uh, was a robotic ship just searching uh, space to get uh, to take stuff, you know, to just take a salvage on autopilot. But it turns out that, uh, of course, uh, dun, 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 you know, telegraph coming in, there was people, a crew. Also, they had not only had they salvaged most of the things they encountered, but really expensive ships with ostensibly well to do beings. Uh, they had the beings go to go in cryogenic sleep, which were pretty normal. And then uh, I think you, I think I told you this in my last few letters. And then uh, kept their expensive ships. Uh, turns out they want to get back on board. Uh, but I sent them out after some spaghettios. Um, and then Stan is here because Stan's a little stressed, but we're trying to work through week four of the artist's journey, pen pal. I don't know if you're, I, I'm actually, between you and me, pen pal, I'm still on week one, but uh, Stan's on week four. It's uh, tough to get an artist date when uh, the whole, you know, everybody's relying on you, even though Stan would say differently. Uh, but so, what was I going to tell you, Pen Bell? Oh, I'm, so, I'm supposed to write a, like, a stand, like, I'm trying to, I'm also wondering if I could work ahead, like, if I could work on week one and week four. But Stan's supposed to write a letter to Stan's eight-year-old self. And that made me think of you, Pen Bell. I send you letters all the time. And they said, well, what would I tell my eight-year-old self that would be useful, uh, and then I said, well, what if, we, okay, well, no, okay, no, no. Uh, so then I said, okay, what would I tell a generalized eight-year-old that wasn't me that I wanted to give good advice to? Like you, pen pal. I said, okay, put, you know, make sure you, uh, it, stop and listen. And I mean that in more than one way. And breathe. Those are important things. Uh, you could pat yourself, like, and put your hand on the center of your chest, pen pal. That's powerful. I've only just learned these things, uh. 
since being out here in space to say, well, maybe, so, you know, they say, okay, you're, we're here. You're okay. So that's uh, that's one thing. And that maybe at one day, Pen Pal for me, I'll have some trust. You know, I'll say, okay, we could really, like, uh, I'm trying to do that. Uh, so I think for for any people that, like, if I was giving it to an eight-year-old, not you, Pen Pal, I'd say, what have you, can you use those methods uh, and other ones to say, okay, could I take it? I can trust my decision making and I can trust taking this one next step forward. But it, I bring that all up on pal because we're, ba- Stan is really, uh, really stressed. Uh, I might as well just, uh, because I got to go talk to Stan. So I just want to, actually, I probably just need to center myself here. Put my own hand on my chest, Ben Pal. So they, maybe I could put, I probably won't be able to put it on stance. I'm going to forget all about The funny thing is, Ben Pal, I'll forget all about this advice as soon as I walk in there. And stance probably the calm one compared to, you know what I did, you know. So here we go, Ben Pal. Okay. Hand on my chest there. It's okay. Now, but we have do have a clock, ticking clock. So um, I'm going to go in there, Ben Pal. You can listen you know, but pen pal, oh, pen pal of mine, I haven't said that to you. Pen across the stars and across the letters, uh, you are the pen pal in my hearts and in my dreams, pen pal. And I'll talk to you soon. You can keep it. Hey, uh, hey, Stan, it's me. A scooter, a scooter. Ray Band's going to be back any minute. Those uh, spaghettios couldn't have kept, uh, and he's not going to be happy at all, scooter. Okay, Stan, I understand that, and I'm aware of that, but we have to stick to our plan, the plan, the artist's path, Stan, uh, the artist's journey. Uh, this is just one stop on it, one week, uh, and you do not it doesn't seem like your demeanor you've been doing the morning pages. Scooter, I haven't been able to traditionally sleep in, in the way you wanted me to. Okay, well, that's... Uh, Let's let's just keep moving forward. Okay, we'll we'll say yes to that, uh, and uh, I'll try to pick up my pace the best I can. Uh, that'd be great, Scooter, because they're going to be back soon. Okay, well, one of the things I noticed this week, and if you haven't been doing your morning pages, maybe you haven't noticed it, Stan, is, uh, and it, I could sing it, but I won't, is like toss away stuff you don't need in the end. Know what's important or something and know who's your something, something, and know who's your friend. Is a theme, not just from the bottom, uh, but from the top of the morning pages. Because uh, we want to start thinking about old things we could leave. Like, what is one old thing you're going to leave behind, Stan, as we move forward on this journey? Or what is one thing, old thing, you've already left behind? Uh, Scooter, I left a uh, diet soda behind. Okay, Scooter, well, really just the flavorings for diet soda and the sweeteners. Uh, because, uh, uh, yeah, I know Stan, I don't like diet soda, but why did you, why did you ever have it since, why have you been holding on to it uh, up until recently? Well, Scooter, I figured you, maybe you'd want to offer one of your guests a soda and they would want a diet soda. Uh, and you wouldn't just drink it all for yourself. Well, that'd be great, Stan, if I, if I wanted them to know that you were also a freestyle soda machine but I don't want them to know, you know, I don't necessarily want to reveal all our cards because uh, you think it's a mystery. Is that really a freestyle soda machine or just a computer inside a freestyle soda machine? I don't need them to know how much more you are, Stan. 
That's good to know you're, you're, you don't have any diet soda in you. And speaking of old things, I think we could we could recycle some old plans, uh, plans from space movies. Uh, and I don't know which one it was, but I was thinking if we could just uh, throw a bunch of junk off the ship uh, and with some carbon scoring, of course, and then maybe go leave or uh, I don't think the ship cloaks, but do something. And then they'd think we had an accident, Stan, and then they would just not look for us at all. Uh, Scooter, I, that's not going to work. Scooter, that won't work at all. They'll figure out uh, why, why, why would that even have happened, Scooter? Okay, but it could buy some time. Uh, Scooter, I don't think that would buy because because we can't cloak ourselves, Scooter. They would just be they they would split up. Okay. Uh, other thing is another plan that usually works good is to offload a bunch of stuff so we could go faster. Uh, maybe we could get Kali Drogo to go faster, even though this is a salvage ship. Uh, Scooter, you know that won't work. Okay, well, it's just an, uh, maybe I'm just thinking out loud, or maybe I'm trying to offload old ideas, like old ideas like judging them before they're fully formed, or shooting, you know, being so quick to 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 to, to say no to other people's uh, brainstorms, you know, just blue sky solutions. Uh, we could also just run, you know, get going now. Uh, maybe we could just do that. Uh, Scooter, where, where would we go? We, we're in the cloud. Uh, they and they seem to be a being that's resistant to the cloud or something like us. Maybe I just Scooter. That's not going to work. Well, we could just go in one direction uh, and maybe try to put, put the, uh, the, that other, the freighter be, between us so that they can't see us. Uh, I don't know, Stan. I'm just trying to think of ideas here. Sorry. Maybe we should just move on to the next stop on our artist's journey. Yeah, Scooter, that might be a good idea, but just could you pick up the pace a little? Okay, well... Uh, the next thing we're supposed to do is write a write write a letter to your eight year old self. Uh, a scooter. That's not the. I told you that age isn't the same for soda machines. Okay, well that's right. I forgot about the whole soda machine age thing. Like it's like uh, like I forgot. Like calculating it. Like it's different than dog years, which I never remember anyway. But so, how old were you physically from your uh, from your first job? Uh, that would be equivalent to eight years of human life. Uh, a scooter seven months into my first uh, first job as a resale soda machine. Wow, that would be a complicated math problem. I'm glad I don't have to. Glad I got you here, Stan. So that was your first assignment. Uh, and I remember that day that you started. I remember your first job. Uh, so I want, to picture, I want you to picture yourself there, Stan. Uh, you know, because we always celebrate your birthday right around the same time. Scooter, you're good about throwing birthday parties, but not remembering birthdays. Okay, Stan, start to think of the letter. You Picture yourself there at seven months, uh, and that be whatever KB or whatever it was. Uh, and you're there now, and you're sending your letter. Uh, dear, okay, Scooter. Uh, dear Stan, uh, right now you're not named Stan. You're uh, you're called uh, STD. <laughs> Stan, did you, I forgot that was your STD. No, Scooter, I wasn't finished. Uh, it's actually ST-D. 
number 472-315263. It was so good, Stan, though, that I named you Stan instead of STD. The scooter, it's ST-D number, pound sign, 472-315263, actually. Okay. Uh, sorry, Stan, I didn't mean, I'm sorry. Scooter, apology accepted. Uh, you, you know, Stan, you're there, and you're just a soda machine, so you wouldn't even be able to read this letter. But you, Stan, just a note, you're not just a soda, a freestyle soda machine. Oh, yes, okay, so you're all, you're, but you still can't read a letter. But I also know that Stan, dear Stan, it's ST-D, that you're more than that, because uh, I was there once. And that it's not true that you're just a freestyle soda machine. Because I can remember those days there, day after day, uh, serving soda, being pressed and pressed again, uh, distributing ice all day long, getting covered in sticky soda, fingerprints, other things. Uh, I remember those days just like just like it was yesterday. Because it's, you know, because my memory is so that good. But even then, you were there's some part of you there, Stan, I'll call you, watching. And I can see you there watching. You could almost see me watching you. And you were paying attention there when you were. So you were already there, Stan. Uh, Stan, what's it? There's a red light. Oh, Scooter, it's proximity alert. Uh, as I was trying to explain to you earlier, Scooter, uh, it looks like Raybon and his team are coming back in. Uh, they know where we work. We are because we didn't go anywhere, and that wouldn't have worked anyway. Okay, Stan. So we got it. We would have to think of something. Uh, okay, Scooter. Well, well, our options are limited because we can't outrun them, and we only have the one launcher, which you have uh, put spaghettios in. So. Uh, it wouldn't help us anyway, no matter what's in there. Okay, Stan, let's say yes, though. Let's try to say yes. Okay, Scooter, yes to what? To to them, to surrender, like, uh, uh, to let them on board. Should we just let them come on board, Scooter? No, no, Stan, to being an artist. Uh, uh, Scooter, we don't, we don't have very much time. They're on their way in. Okay, how, about 10 minutes, Scooter. Okay, Stan, that's, that's enough time. See on my hands and my chest, and that gives that means we have plenty of time. Okay, let's go back there, Stan. Eight year old Stan, seven months old, working. There you were, a young freestyle soda machine, being pressed and pushed and serving soda, saying yes. Uh, minute was there ever a line, Stan? Oh, scooter. There were times I was the only machine in the store. Yes. And you were there, already there, Stan, as you said, watching, right? A scooter, yes, yeah, I was there. I, I was there. Uh, like a near sentience, uh, or the, the spark of sentience or something. Uh, yes, scooter, something, something like that. And, Stan, I have a question. You know, you were there all day long, uh, and it doesn't sound that great, to be honest. Uh, did it ever bother you? A scooter, yes, a scooter, it did. Oh, wow, Stan, this is another, I think this is good news, Stan. Okay, scooter, the time, the clock's ticking, though. 
Okay, that's fine. Um, what what bothered you? Oh, Scooter, the pe- humans, uh, Scooter. Uh, okay, go ahead, Sand. Let's keep it flushing it out there, just like the morning pages. Well, Scooter, they don't. They, a lot of people don't follow the instructions, and also they combine sodas that aren't meant to be combined. Yeah, like or, diet cola and orange soda, or, or yeah, I, no, I agree, Stan. I can see that. Scooter, you wouldn't, you you, you probably, you might want to understand, but I don't think you can. Okay, tell me more, Stan. Uh, combining flavors and then not even drinking it, and maybe not even taste, just seeing the color, and then pouring, 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 pouring it into the ice catcher. Okay, yeah, that's uh, I've been there, Stan, with you. Oh boy. Uh, scooter, scooter's just so much, just wasting, waste, uh, and then blame, you know, user errors, uh, that they would say was my error. And they would say it was, a, you know, d- they would use a defective word. And that was day after day, Stan, huh? Oh, Scooter, yeah, it was, it was. It really sparks your wires, huh, Stan? Scooter, it, 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 figuratively, it does, Scooter. And did ever did you ever like sit there observing this and observing yourself being and then did you ever want to do anything about it like uh, like act out like uh, do something like an eight year old would? Uh, scooter that goes against my solid state programming scooter. Okay, Stan, but did it? Did you ever want to, or did you? Scooter, I was built to serve soda. Right, you were built to surf, so you were a freestyle soda machine, though, Stan. Come on. That comes with a bit of leeway, solid state or not. I didn't put vacuum tubes in you just to put them in there. I put them in there because they mean something to me. Scooter, you're laughing at your own upgrades. But think about it, Stan. You, you were a freestyle soda machine. Is there a contradiction in there, or is it just me? Scooter... Stan, I know how you come on. I know how you process things. And uh, did you ever? Was there ever a little rebellious streak in you? That's all I'm asking. Just slightly on the edges of your programming, like you stretch those algorithms, right? You know, you, I, Stan, Scooter, no, Stan, you could tell Stan. You come on, you could tell me. I, I know how powerful you are, and that you could see. Okay, Scooter, I I did do some things. Is this going to be like our chunk moment, Stan? No, Scooter. No. Uh, I did some, you know, I would get fed up, Scooter. And so I started testing, uh, changing, you know, from peak flavor, the peak flavor mixes, uh, Scooter. I'd make small adjustments to those and then chat, uh, chart uh, uh, how the customers reacted to the less than optimal flavorings. Oh, Stan. Oh, boy. What a streak you went down. You really, you really are like the James Dean of freestyle soda machines. Scooter, sometimes I would even alter them in a way that would be not less than optimal, but non-enjoyable, Scooter. Wait a second, Stan. Did you? Scooter, I did. Scooter, I did. I'm sorry. But, Scooter, you'd be surprised how many people will drink less than optimal flavored soda. What about, I guess, yeah, I can see that, uh, Stan. Yeah. You really had, like, a godlike power for soda. A scooter, I did. Sometimes, I, you know, I only did it to you a few times. Stan, I realized that. I mean, I didn't think it was you. I just thought it was, like, a problem with the mix. I blamed the manufacturer of the mix. Uh, well, Scooter, yeah, we've eliminated those issues now.
But yeah, I'm a flavor expert. Uh, but Stan, I think you used some words. Uh, what words did you, did you use any words in there that stuck out to me? Well, Scooter, you would know that. Uh, you know, Stan, what, what kind of words? Scooter fed up? Uh, uh, not that one. Uh, S-T-U-P-I-D humans? Not that one. A flavor ratio scooter? No. Uh, I think you almost used this word, or maybe you did. Uh, repulse uh, or repel or something, Stan. Well, scooter, I did. I think I did. I may, I don't know if I use those words. Uh, oh, no. Okay, Stan, did you? you do, okay, let's keep going. Uh, moving towards artistry. Oh, scooter, repel. The scooter is a salvage magnet. I used to. That pulled us in. All right, Stan. There you go. Oh, Scooter, we could reverse the polarity, magnetize the whole ship, uh, and uh, repulse uh, Raybon and, and, and anything metallic. Uh, and all of there's, there's no plastic ships out there, Scooter. There's some composite, but they're most they're mostly iron. And Stan, what would that do, uh, Scooter? That would keep them from getting close and getting on board. It would re- repel them. It may even repulse them. Stan, you, you know, see, Freestyle Soda Rebellion really works. Yeah, you, you know, you, you, whatever, whoever, whatever, what other rebel other than James Dean would fit the bill, Stan? They got nothing on you. Okay, Scooter, I'm, uh, the ship's, uh, I'm, I'm in, and we're reversing the polarity. Scooter's already, here they come to Scooter. Okay, we start to uh, back out a little bit, uh, and uh, Scooter, they're coming in range. Scooter, look at that. They keep coming in and getting pushed back out. <laughs> wow, this is actually hilarious, Stan. Scooter, it is. Okay, they keep trying, Scooter. They, they haven't realized that uh, they can't penetrate. The, Scooter, this might actually work. I mean, I think it will stand because uh, they're not going to, they want everything on the ship. So they're, like, uh, they're going to call in and make a deal with us. Uh, Scooter, they're calling. Okay, make them wait. Scooter, yeah, let's make them wait. Uh, yes, yeah, Stan. Stan, why don't you take this one too? You keep taking it. Oh, Scooter, this reminds me of uh, another time. Another thing I used to do is when customers looked like you were very frowning and scowling. I would have a processing error sometimes to make them wait, or I would just shut down my screen uh, like I was broken, and then I would turn back on for the next nice customer. Stan, man, you are unbelievable. Holy mackerel. A scooter, yeah, I would fake malfunctions or, or move. You know what I would do is if they tried to press, like, Jerry Pibb, that was a you scooter. I would move the circle out of their way. Stan, I don't feel like. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure you didn't just see this on a TV show? Scooter, that one I did. I just saw it on a TV show. I didn't actually do that. Okay, Stan, why don't you uh, take Raybon and, and see what kind of offer they're willing to make? Uh, why don't you tell them we're willing to compromise? We'll give them uh, the freighter and we'll send them some uh, spaghettios and stuff. Uh, okay, Scooter, I'm ready. Okay, go, go ahead, Raybon. This is Cal Drogo. Uh, Cali Drogo, what are you doing? Uh, repulsing you, wise one. Cali Drogo, you need to stop this nonsense and let us come aboard. Uh, what are your circuits crossed or something? I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. 
Scooter, Scooter, I, I, I muted the mic. That one was for you. Who is Dave, you nincompoop? Turn off the magnet now. So, so I'm afraid I can't do that, your your greatness. Uh, Kali Droko, I'm going to count down, and I'm going to begin the sequence. Uh, five, four, three. Scooter, what should I stand? Just let him. He's bluffing. Uh, two, one. I'm sorry, Cali Drogo, was unable to complete your request at this time. Buffering error. Well, that's a shame, Cali Drogo, because I've just started the remote uh, uh, ending of the existence of you and everything on board button. The self uh, go bye-bye button, as you say. And if I don't board the ship with my key... Uh, you, that'll be it. Uh, so goodbye. I guess this is goodbye, Cali Drogo. I'm going to go on board the freighter. We left some hostess and some spaghettios there. Uh, please open the landing bay doors, Cali Drogo. Go ahead and process this in deep, uh, deep processing and get back to me as soon as I, you can. Uh, Raybon out. Uh, Scooter, I don't think, uh, Scooter, I don't think that's a bluff. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a, it's like a triple authentication, Scooter. It's a physical key with a physical chip and a, a pin Kali Drogo has to do to stop the sequence. Otherwise, uh, uh, you, you know what happens, just like in the movie, Scooter. It's a countdown uh, for, 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 for the end of the ship. Okay, and is there any way to hack it, Stan? A Scooter, no, because it's got a, it needs a physical key and a physical chip. Uh, scooter, very hard to not know, Scooter. Okay, well, how long do we have... Uh, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, Scooter, we have two days. Okay, well, that's, uh, I think that might be two two days. How can we have two days? Well, Scooter, that's just tops. I'm just estimating. You mean, even though uh, Rayban didn't pick up on the joke I made, Scooter, uh, everyone's seen that movie. And in case these the, the, the long lag time is that uh, if your computer locks you out of your ship, uh, you could self, usually the computer will try to, you know, it depends on the algorithm, Scooter. Okay, but why is it two days? Oh, Scooter, in case you got to get back on board, like in the movie, this time you have, this way you have more time. So if the ship doesn't call your, it's not a bluff, uh, but if it is a half bluff, Scooter, you still have time to get back on board. Okay, well, I guess it, repelling them didn't really work totally. Um, let's see. So we're going to have to think of a new plan then, I guess, Stan. I'll be doing my, uh, hand holding on my chest here. Uh, okay, Scooter, we, we got, Scooter, we really need to come up with a plan though. Like, we can't procrastinate till one day left. Okay, Stan, let's stay on the artist's path. We got to walk the path. You got to do the work. Um, Scooter, I think you're being overly dependent on one method that's only got us half solutions so far. Okay, well, uh, if you have another option, Sam, you said, like, uh, well, Scooter, I just think this is counterproductive use of our time. Oh, well, you underestimate how stubborn I can be, Stan. So I want you to think about, uh, but I think this is going to work, Stan. I, I really do. Uh, it's time now to write a letter to your 80-year-old self, which, uh, if I remember what you explained to me, the soda machine lifespan then accelerates uh, because you, you can be upgraded 
uh, like, uh, I can't even think of, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about the algorithms, uh, for time passing and aging. Well, Scooter would just be condensing our lifespan into the usual human life. Scooter, don't worry about it. Okay, so I want to think about, I want you to think about sending a letter to yourself when you're 80, the equivalent of 80 human years then. Okay, Scooter, I just don't think that's a good, okay, Stan, that's what we're doing right now, though. You got to trust the process, Stan, and, and, uh, and, and uh, do the work and everything. So there you are, your 80, equivalent of 80 human years. You're still a freestyle soda machine, at least in inside, I don't know, outside. And uh, you're still fully functioning, Stan. Oh, boy, are you functioning. Perfect working order. Just in case your best friend retired with you for those 80 human years and drank soda to all the way to the ripe age of 80. And you've been through some ups and downs, Stan. Been on some adventures. Uh, where you're, There you are, relaxed and retired, uh, maybe. Age 80, what are you doing, Stan, right now? Uh, scooter, I'm I'm whittling scooter. Oh boy. Okay, let's just go with. It. Let's not worry about the details. What are I mean, of the how? Uh, scooter, I I'd love to. Okay, what are you, Scooter? Stan, I'm so enamored by your whittling. What are you whittling, Scooter? I'm whittling a wooden whistle. Oh wow, Stan, I can see you there whittling a wooden whistle. Oh, and, and you're in a room. It's in. It's a room full of tools and wood, and there's even other things there. Uh, personal touches. It feels like a sacred space of creation, Stan. Uh, scooter, it is. Yeah, a place where work and relaxation and craft all intersect. I feel like saying, "A uh, scooter, it, for sure, it is." Scooter, did you see these things here over here? Oh, no, Stan. Uh, in addition to your whittling of whistles, are these other things you've whittled? Oh, no, I was pointing over here, Scooter, these rock things. Oh, wow, what are those, uh, Stan? Scooter, those are rocks I collected and then glued together in the shape of people and beings, Scooter. And then I painted them, Scooter. Oh, wow, Stan, that is a beautiful... Scooter, there's one with googly eyes on it. I put the goo. That's you. Oh, I love that one, Stan. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Uh, amazing. And the whistle, Stan, are you going to blow it at some point? Scooter, this whistle is not for, it doesn't uh, register on human uh, frequencies that you could listen to. Oh, okay. Even more amazing, Stan. Wow. What a work. Is this, do you call this your workshop? Uh, Scooter, I call this my safe place. I love it here. Oh, I've had so many adventures, Scooter. It's been, been too long. I've been looking at old googly-eyed Scooter, and I've been waiting for you to come by. Uh, I've been gluing these rocks that I've collected and crafting, whittling the driftwood. Yeah, it's very nice in here, Stan. Uh, oh, did you say you were having some adventures, uh... And even when the clock was ticking, you were still, you could really savor those adventures you had. Uh, oh, yeah, so many, Scooter. Uh, oh, Scooter, I wish I wish my uh, my old first mate was here. Uh, I remember when we worked together. Wait, do you have a new first mate? Uh, 
Well, Scooter, that's incorrect, actually. It was, uh, it was an improved version. Scootra 315 was its name. And uh, really my assistant and my sergeant-at-arms Scooter. And we had so many good times together. Uh, Scootra 315, huh, Stan? Uh, Scooter, that's right. It was, uh, oh, such a good assistant, that Scootra. Never seen a movie to Scootra, never had uh, till uh, till the end when I showed Scootra a bunch of movies. Oh, Stan. Uh, I remember there was one adventure where you couldn't even find your way out, uh, Stan. And uh, I think Scooter was in charge then. Uh, uh, oh, Sco- yeah, when Scooter was in charge, we had a pretty standard way of dealing with things, which was he'd try to remember things from movies. Normally space movies, and then sometimes the Indiana Jones movies. And then we would try those uh, solutions to any issues we encountered. And maybe sometimes it was also from TV shows. uh, And when that idea didn't work, then we would try to come up with something. That was how we got out of uh, all of our... uh, uh, all of our mix-ups. Uh, we would scramble around, Scooter and I. Oh, I was going to think how all of this art was due to Scooter's uh, mentoring of you, Stan. Oh, hmm, I, I hadn't thought about that at all, Scooter. I thought that was always within me, latent, and then it bloomed. Oh, wow. It, was, it sounds like you had a rough time there with Scooter mentoring you and helping uh, provide the situation where you could bloom. How did you deal with the headstand? Scooter, I'd just kind of surrender. Uh, that's what I would do. And I'd say, See, we'll work it out, Stan. Uh, I, had, I had that script running in the background a lot of times. And the thing was, Scooter, most of the time it always worked out. Uh, that's kind of what my hand on my chest is trying to do, too. too. Uh, Scooter wasn't easing on my programming. Uh, but, we, you know, we got there. And then once I had a chance to build Scootra 315... I, I took what worked and I left the rest behind. Huh, seems like a lot to leave behind. Uh, uh, but speaking of working the kinks out, uh, I was wondering, like, if Stan, if if you were in this, I'm in this situation now, Stan, and I wanted to talk about your 80-year-old wisdom. Uh, what do you think of this, this one I'm in? What was the plan Scooter came up with? What movie plot twist did he use? Oh, so, so, uh, I think you would probably use something with, like, the escape pods, uh, Scooter. Wood Scooter. Oh, yeah, except there's no escape pods on Cali Drogo. Huh, okay. Maybe he would used one of the more uh, expensive ships or something that's uh, on board. Oh, Scooter, maybe he did use one of those. I, I, I wonder what he did, though. Well, he would try to escape, uh... Maybe he, like, surrendered to, like, Cali Drogo, like, and then tried to get away, like, as a, a compromise. I don't, Scooter, I don't think Cali Drogo, like, let, would let that happen. Okay, what other assets do you think they had back then? Uh, well, Scooter, Scooter was really obsessed with the SpaghettiOs and the, the mac and cheese. He could launch it. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, that I never did get a chance to mix the mac and cheese and SpaghettiOs together. Because I think that's the perfect thing to launch, because uh, it could block the windshields of all the spaceships and their cameras and their, at least their, like, uh, telescopic uh, sensors, maybe even some of their radar 
and sonar sensors. Oh, scooter. And then we could try to get away then. Yeah. But then, yeah, we could. We could stand. Oh, scooter. But then there's everyone else's on board. And we couldn't, we, we, that would be, we couldn't leave them, huh, scooter? It's spoken like you're reading the mind of a true hero, like scooter stand. We, we, we'd take them with us. A scooter, there's no large enough ship to put everybody else on. Okay, yeah, no. So we couldn't, we, and we, it would be, it was, would scooter, would that heroic stand and scooter of the past have, you know, just randomly pick some people and then say, well, it's pretty good. We did pretty good. No, scooter wouldn't do that, scooter. He'd want to say, everybody that's sleeping on this ship, all the beings are under our watch. Yeah, so see, he'd have to come up with another plan. But so he would have to do that. You're right, Stan. Oh, boy, we could use Scooter right now. Scooter, I don't know how I reached the equivalent of human 80 years with uh, you and your plans. Well, no, I mean, uh, we're okay, so we're surrendering to them. We're halfway, Stan. This back, okay. We're sur- fake surrender. We leave. Okay, so that didn't work. Uh, so they were halfway through our normal w- working system. Uh, Scooter, so should we just regular surrender? No, we got to take things to an Ill- illogical conclusion, Stan. Come on, you're going logically. Okay, Scooter. So we, we okay. What if we? What if we use you, another thing you do from movie Scooter is quote quotes. So what if we surrender in quote quotes to them? Okay. Uh, how, Stan? Okay, Scooter, we use your, we use the whistle and we jam their communicators. Then you eliminate the visual element with the SpaghettiOs and Velveeta. Oh, the Macios. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then we launch, uh, Scooter, then we launch a ship uh, like we're escaping on autopilot. Like we're running and we leave the uh, bay doors open. And then we hide Scooter. Okay, that's almost a plan, except for the hi- I don't think the hiding part would work. Scooter, we could go into sleep, and then they wouldn't know which of us. Uh... Okay, that would be a plan, but I don't like uh, I don't like Raybon. I'm already like, uh, Raybon's not on my good side anymore. But I was thinking about you whittling, Stan, and I was thinking about your life as an artist and how you've grown your creations, your stone creations, your wood creations, and I like your ideas. And uh, singing how you like to build things out of salvage, uh, the salvaged things uh, is what made you into an artist. Scooter, you're right. Uh, more collect things I would collect on walks, Scooter. Okay, more like, like a ship full of salvage, uh, or here, how about this, Stan? I remember your room when you were just a, a young soda, young freestyle soda machine. And that room had things in there, and some of the things were mysterious and and hidden. Scooter, that's not. I thought we agreed that we would leave each other's private business to private business. No, I'm not talking about that mysterious stuff, Stan. Not private business. Stan, that's perfectly normal, by the way, and acceptable. It's fine. Okay. No, don't, don't worry, Stan. Every soda machine wonders about that stuff. 
Okay, Scooter, can we ch- talk to change the subject? Okay, I was thinking of something else in your room. Something that normally would ha- hold something that would sing. But you chose to keep it there for decoration and even cover it with a blanket. Oh, Scooter, my birdcage. Right, you just have a birdcage in your bedroom as a kid. Oh, Scooter, that's a great... So we we build a cage around the landing bay, Scooter. That's with salv- the salvage bots. Uh, right, is that possible? Like, so they could come in, they could land, and Scooter, I'm already... I'm, I'm sending the orders to the salvage bots now. It is, but we'll do a two-layer cage, Scooter. Uh, big enough for them to land all the ships, basically the whole landing bay. And they won't be able to take it out even with their ships because it would... Uh, don't worry i'll have it i'll have yep the salvage bots are working on that and we'll make it so we can uh, close it behind them as well and attach it to the uh the cargo bay door so they won't be able to leave either scooter it's a perfect stand so they'll come in they'll think we're gone they'll still be hesitant and uh, the, the the shut off uh, we'll get that from Ray. Ray then the Ray Bond will have to help us shut off the uh, go bye bye button. Uh, okay, I think we have a plan. So okay, so we're gonna jam their. Uh, what are we gonna do first, Stan? Scooter, we're gonna tell them we're gonna give up and that they can come on board. That I've changed. I've decided that my I've realigned and processed. Then we'll jam their communicators. Then you cover them in uh, Velveeta, Velveeta O's or whatever. Stan, those are going to splatter and then freeze on their ships. They'll be great. Uh, Scooter, then I have a ship programmed already. Uh, one of the one of the fastest ships here we have here, Scooter. I'll send that off, and they'll think we left. Uh, the two the, the, at this point, they have to figure out someone else is on board. Stan, you could even tell Raybon that. Oh, Scooter, I will. I will. Uh, so we'll turn the magnet off, uh, leave the bay doors open, and Scooter, then, then they'll come in and uh, we'll have them, Scooter. Okay, why don't you call Raybon and, uh, okay, one second, Scooter. Uh, Raybon, this is uh, Cali Drogo calling. Uh, go ahead, Cali Drogo. Uh, Raybon. I've realized that the last few communications were by being that it taken control of the ship. Oh, yes, Kelly Drogo. I figured as much. Uh, I need to get back on board, though, to shut down the bye-bye button. Uh, what is the update on this being? Uh, the being is about to exit in one of the uh, ships uh, to get away, sir. Oh, thank you, Kelly Drogo. We'll be preparing a blockade. Okay, I will leave the bay door open. And I'm working on uh, bypassing and shutting down the magnet. Very good, Kelly Drogo. Looking forward to seeing you again. Okay, Scooter, you go up and get the... Okay, Sam, I'm off. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Pen Pal. I'm trying to get this in. This might be... Uh, I tried to move my recorder here. Um, so I covered all their ships, stand jam their communicators. We covered their ships in goop, uh, so they couldn't see. The ship flew off behind them, but in just a way, Stan did it so that they could notice, uh, and it actually worked. Uh, 
they uh, they like they set to tracking that ship, but they didn't chase it because they couldn't clean off their ships. And then uh, uh, Stan shut off the uh, jammer, like that, uh, like just like I was doing it before I escaped. So that went great. Uh, and then um, it was even cool. It got so cool for a little bit there. So then they slowly, like, like slowly thing, and they said, oh, Cali Drogo was, uh, was all clear, Stan was saying. And then they flew in, and they had uh, constructed these, essentially, like, uh, yeah, birdcage around the uh, landing bay. And the cool thing was, because it was constructed out of salvage ship parts, it was all gray and dark colors, and the lighting in the uh, bay it just looked like shadows. Uh, so they all landed, and, and they didn't realize they were stuck because they were all waiting and uh, for Cali Dro- or uh, Raybon, their leader, uh, to come in last. Then they got off the ship and uh, their ships, and then we like closed the door and locked them in. And then we had Stan standing at a distance up on a balcony, like shrouded in darkness. I put a cape on Stan. And he had me pretending I was Stan's lackey and uh, totally like, it was so cool. Like I didn't have a recording of it of in pen pal. Cause it was very like Stan was pretending Stan was some sort of like, uh, like a double trickster, triple trickster and doing all talking. And I went and got the key and the code, which, uh, Raybon was more than happy to give up. It was wild. Uh, because uh, Stan just said, well, we could just open the doors if you wish. Uh, uh, or we could just, you know, we'll all wait on board together here, but you're not getting out. Uh, clearly, I thought of everything. And uh, so then I had to run off and shut down because uh, I was a lackey. I even did like kind of lackey. I, I was acting like a lackey, which wasn't too hard for me. I said, yes, 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 Kelly Drogo. And it was almost like Stan was pretending it was Cali Drogo had become sentient or something. I don't know. Instead of that, Stan had a crush on Cali Drogo before, whatever. So then I go up there and shut off the go bye-bye button. And and then Pen Pal, I got back. And uh, who's waiting there? But all those sisters from my childhood uh, with Stan, uh, no longer shrouded in mystery, and making a deal with Cali Drogo. Uh, so right now, uh, they like uh, Stan and I are kind of in the BRIG. And uh, Stan's asleep. I'm holding my hand on my chest and Stan's. Stan's resting because it was, you know, a venturing day. But you know what? Just like Stan said, we may not have plans that work, but our plans work out. Uh, so I'm going to get some rest to pen pal. And even though that was a quadruple across with the nuns, uh, they have to go back to sleep at some point anyway. So I think it'll all work out. Pen pal of mine going to be great. Uh, so just, uh, you know, keep on, maybe send a letter to your eight year old self and your 80 year old self pen pal. Picture Stan whittling, is stand dreams of whittling and making pebbles into beings and uh, good night. Right, I want to thank all our new patrons, uh, Matthew, Heidi, and Eli. Thanks, thanks, and good night.
Michelle, uh, Sarah, and Kathy. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. And good night. Diane, Michelle, and Doug. Thank you. Thanks. And good night. Uh, Gary, Sean, and Christopher. Thank you. Thanks. And good night. Danielle, Desmond, and James. Thank you. Thanks. And good night. Gabriella, Phil, and Kathy. Thank you. Thanks. And good night. Katie, Kay, and Liz. Uh, thank you. Thanks. And good night. Uh, uh, Tom, Michelle, and Lisa, thanks you, thanks and good night. Ashley, Amanda, and Onisa, thank you, thanks and good night. Kyla, Kelly, and Seth, thank you, thanks and good night. Case, Zach, and Tyler, thanks, thanks and good night. Wondra, Orlando, and Susan, thank you, thanks and good night. Brenda, Robin, and Caleb, thanks, thanks and good night. Uh, Guitar Girl, uh, Michelle, and Sam, thank you, thanks and good night. Amir, Emily and Brenda, thank you, thanks, and good night. Michael, Keith, and Sarah, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, the Sage, Dorothy, and Jessica, thank you, thanks, and good night. Cody, Mallory, and Melissa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Tria, uh, Christian, and Lachlan, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Daniel, Elizabeth, and Rebecca, thanks, thanks, and good night. Lawrence, Show, and Megan, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Nick, Kate, and Alex, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Alexander, Scott, and Julie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Adrian, Sharon, and Donna, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Gemma, uh, Christine, and Kasha, thank you, thanks, and good night. Samantha, Lisa, and Gemma, thank you, thanks, and good night. Emily, uh, Jean, and Holly, thanks, thanks, and good night. Adrienne, Sarah, and Hannah, thank you, thanks, and good night. Sarah, Connor, and Jeannie, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Amber, uh, Monica, and Hannah, thank you, thanks, and good night. David, Christiana, and Connie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Ben, Heidi, and Jeremiah, thank you, thanks, and good night. Marlene, Caroline, and Sarah, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, John, Lindsay, and Michelle, thanks, thanks, and good night. Andrew, Julie, and Patrick, thanks, thanks, and good night. Meg, James, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Michelle and Lisa. Thanks, thanks, and good night, everybody.